there. Um, it's in the New Testament. If you're not familiar with that, it's okay. It's no problem. The New Testament is a little over halfway through the Bible, and then you go Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then you'll find Acts, and that's the book we're going to be in just for a moment here. And, um, and then you go to chapter 8. There's some big numbers probably in your Bible on each page. Those are the chapters, so look for the big number 8. And then under that, um, we're just going to talk for a few minutes under about some of those verses. But, um, you know, the early church, we talked about um, Pentecost last week. And at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came to the church and um, began to indwell believers. Um, and that was first manifest, that the effects of the Holy Spirit were first manifested at Pentecost when they spoke in these different languages and people heard the different languages and they said, what, how is this possible? Because all these men are, are Galileans, basically. They're like unschooled fishermen. They shouldn't be able, they've never traveled, they've never studied, they, sh- they, they can't, there's no reason why they should be able to do this. And Peter kind of gets up and he's like, let me tell you why. And he goes on and shares the gospel and shares about the Lord and what Jesus has done for us. And, um, and then the church is kind of exists there for a little while in, in Jerusalem. And then there's some persecution. Stephen is, is martyred. Um, he's a, one of the believers. They stone him uh, to death, which is a pretty... It's an amazing story. We were talking about in youth group this morning how so many things are tragic and beautiful at the same time, right? And that, that's one of them. Uh, it was tragic that he died, that he was stoned, but it was beautiful because as he's dying, he's saying these amazing things uh, and praying this amazing prayer um, and loving on the people who are hurting him. And um, anyway, after that, the church kind of starts to scatter a bit. And we pick up in, in chapter 8, um, in verse 1. Uh, I've got to get to the right book here. Um, In Acts 8, verse 1, we find this. It says, um, On that day a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him, but Saul began to destroy the church, going from house to house. He dragged off men and women and put them in prison. So the church is scattering. Then we pick up down here in in verse, if you can just go down in chapter 8, down to verse 26, we come to the story about this guy named Philip. And this is what happens with Philip. It says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south on the road, um, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandak, which means queen of the Ethiopians, This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked? How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip up to sit with him. And, this, and the, this, this is the passage of Scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like, it's just amazing. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. As a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who was the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? And Philip began 
with the very passage of Scripture, that very passage of Scripture, and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Astus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Um, so, I didn't read one verse that I really want to read in the first part there. After, it talks about Saul dragging people off and Stephen being murdered. In verse 4 it says, Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. So here's the thing. Our last day um, on the trip, um, we went and did these door hangers. And we started in the morning because it was cooler. Uh, and we were going to fly out that afternoon. So we, didn't, we couldn't really do it in the afternoon. But um, we went out, and the first hour it was cool, and then it got pretty hot. And the youth were awesome. They just hanger after hanger after hanger. We probably walked a couple miles like doing this. It was, and, and Luke is like a real trooper. He's in his jeans and his boots, and like I'm just like amazed that he's not passing out. I'm watching him the whole time. Um, anyway, we do that, and like, and Mackenzie had her experience that morning with the lady who was not real nice, where she got to suffer for Jesus, and which was awesome. And um, we, they got back. They were relaxing in the shade of the heat. <laughs> it was like still hot. It didn't matter where you were. It was still hot. And um, we got back, and Pastor Larry came back, and we left him there. But the last thing he said to us was this. He said, y'all, you did a great job this week, and I'm so proud of you. Um, and what you did is going to continue to bear fruit after you leave. But what I really want to encourage you in is this. Don't leave what you did here, but take it back home and do it there as well. And um, I think sometimes we, we have these like kind of like fun experiences, these really amazing experiences, these corporate experiences. And they're great, and they're wonderful. And we... We, but unfortunately, at times, we leave them where we did them rather than allow the Lord to continue to use them, like to propel us to do the same thing in our own personal lives. In, in Acts chapter 2, the early church had this amazing experience with the Holy Spirit. He came and they spoke in these different languages and it was awesome. And then they preached the gospel, like kind of like Peter did it, but they were all together doing it. And like 3,000 people became Christians that day. It was amazing. And then they started doing some ministry in Jerusalem, but then all of a sudden, like persecution starts to break out, and one of them gets, gets martyred, gets killed, gets stoned. And at that point, their community starts to scatter, starts to go from Jerusalem and just kind of run. And I think kind of like we, we had a similar experience to what, what the early church had at a Pentecost. We're like on this high where God's using us, cool things are happening, even sometimes hard things are happening, but we sense God in it. We're in, our, in the Word every day and like learning about Him and, and debriefing it together and growing and, and all this wonderful stuff is happening. And then we have to leave that 
like the early church had to leave Jerusalem and we have to scatter. And our tendency sometimes is to just not allow that to continue to affect us. But I, what I want to encourage us in from, from the Acts today is those verses, first of all, in verse 4 of chapter 8, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. So they left the big group. They left the corporate thing and they were scattered out all over the place, sometimes apparently with Philip individually. But they didn't leave behind the change. They took it with them. And so Peter's by, or, or Philip is by himself in chapter 8, the, the last part of chapter 8, and God comes to him and says, just go out on this road. And he goes out on this road and he's walking. And first of all, he's like still believing that the Holy Spirit is real. The Spirit is moving and is working and he needs to be obedient to the Spirit. And he is obedient to the Spirit. And he gets beside this chariot and this Ethiopian eunuch, um, you can ask your family about that when you get home, but the Ethiopian eunuch is there in his chariot and... Philip hears what he's, or here's kind of what he's reading. And says, "Do you understand that?" And the guy says, "No." He's not afraid to engage him. Like the persecution he faced in Jerusalem doesn't deter him from continuing to do what God had called him to do in Jerusalem. And the guy says, "No." And he carries with him this change to this road to this eunuch. And he shares the gospel with him. And as a result, the man becomes a Christian right there and says, what should stop me from being baptized? I'm a Christian. There's water. Let's do it. I'm all in. That wasn't because of Philip. That was because of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I I look at these cool events that we do and I think, well, we had this program in place and we had this plan in place and all these things that created the opportunity for somebody to be changed. And I forget, it has nothing to do with the program. It has nothing to do with the planning. We could plan all year for something and then implement it and have it fall flat on its face. We could have the best run program in the entire world and it could fall flat on its face and accomplish nothing. It's all about and is always about the Holy Spirit. And I guess, I guess my hope and my prayer for you guys, you, you and you guys, you ladies, you ladies, you guys, um, is that what happened in in Florida, is similar to what happened for the early church on Pentecost and what happened for Philip on that road after he had been sent away from his amazing experience happens for you too. I hope, I hope that you are asking God, what do you want me to do for you? Because I'm, I'm believing he may call some of you to be missionaries or to be a pastor or to serve on a church staff or to go into the business field or go into the agriculture field. I, I don't know, but I know that wherever he calls you, he wants you to continue to do what you did there. You're going to go back to school. And there are a lot of lost and sometimes mean people at school. 
He wants you to do the same thing there that you did in Florida. The other thing is, adults, we're the worst culprits of this. We come in here every week. Every week. We go to a Bible study every week. And um, some of us are worse at it than others. Some of us are better than others. But we leave this. What we should have is an awesome experience because we come in here to worship the God of the universe. The God of the universe. And if we're doing it properly, we have an encounter with him every week. We have the potential to have a Pentecost experience like every week. And then we leave here, and so often we don't take it with us. We go back to our lives, and the worries of today begin to crowd out the joy and the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, we leave behind what God has done in us. The beauty of these youth, I think, part of it, the beauty of Acts chapter 8 is that it doesn't have to be that way. We don't, we don't have to wait for a big experience, first of all, to encounter the Holy Spirit. He is begging and pleading to be with you every day. And when we do have an encounter with Him, He, he desires to continue to remain with you and to bless you and to use you every moment of your life, not just when you're at church. I hate that term, by the way. We don't, we, we don't go to church. We are the church. This building is not the church. This is just brick and mortar, plaster. I don't know what it is, but it's like, it is not the church. You are the church. And if you, the church, don't act like the church, the world doesn't know Jesus. If we leave behind in this building what God has done, the world is without hope. We, I, and I think in part, we, we also probably need each other once we leave this place. Some of you are really great about doing this, which is awesome. But you can't, like, Philip went out and he was kind of by himself, but pretty much everywhere the church scattered, there were a couple people. It wasn't many, necessarily. It was probably a couple. And certainly, like, after they started reaching people, they went out and preached the gospel. So immediately, as soon as they preached the gospel, it's not coming back void. Like, God's saving people, and the church is at least growing to a few people. We need each other. When we leave this place, we can't just, don't be by yourself. Don't isolate yourself. Like Satan loves, loves, loves to pull us into the darkness, to pull us into loneliness, to pull us into isolation. But leave here and then regather in groups outside of here so that you can stay strong, so that you can be built up, so that you can learn to know God better through community, and then you can individually as well go out and share the hope of the gospel. So, it's like 11.36. So, 
um, I'm not going to get to preach the sermon today, which is fine. This is kind of a sermon, I guess. So um, this definitely is a sermon, just not a. I, I, I um, I'm kind of like the black sheep of my family. My parents are here today. I'm really glad to have them. I'm kind of the black sheep because I've talked about them being planners, and I'm just not like a planner. But I plan every week to preach. Like I don't take this lightly. Sometimes God just does something different. So here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Um, I would love, we've been spending some time in prayer at the end of services, so I want to do that again today. I wasn't planning to do that, but I'd really like to do that. And youth, I would like, we're going to make five groups. And since we have five of you here, we're missing Dawson and Jackie because they were on the, they're on a trip right now. But um, if you guys could be like the heads of the groups, you're not, you don't have to be in charge, don't worry. But I would like us to all get into a group with one of those youth, okay? And um, I want us to beg and plead with the Lord that maybe we could be a little different. Maybe we could be more like the early church. When we scatter from our mission trip, just like the early church scattered from Pentecost in Jerusalem, or we scatter from this place, just like the early church did from Jerusalem, we can not leave behind, like Pastor Larry said, what happened, but we can take it with us like Philip did. So that we can be spiritual influencers through the power of the Holy Spirit in our own individual spheres of influence. And when we get into groups to do that, I want to encourage you to really believe that the Holy Spirit is real. I want you to really believe that he wants to give you what you need to be an influencer wherever he takes you. That this isn't just some fantasy, kind of fairy tale, Disney kind of story thing. This is actual, this is real. The Holy Spirit is alive today just like he was then. And he wants to move in you just like he did through them. And if we really believe that, if we really believe that, we are going to be able to take what happens here or in Florida with us this week. Okay, so logistically it's always difficult to get people to like the right places. So I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Olivia, would you come here, right here, it's, or, or Lil Bit, that's her nickname. We all came up with nicknames this week, so she's Lil Bit. A little bit. Okay. Uh, Big Sir is right here in the yellow. This is Big Sir. Okay, stand up, Big Sir. Come on. Yeah, you're going to go right back here. And this this right back here, also, a.k.a. Maggie. Okay. Tips right here. Um, she got her hair done. She got her tips done, so we called her Tips. So, uh, so Tips, I'm going to allow you to just maybe, uh, just you can stay right where you are, actually. That's fine. Okay, um, boots. We got boots here. Cowboy boots, pretty obvious, right? We got cow- we got boots here. Boots. I'm gonna ask you to maybe go back, kind of where Tracy is, like the row behind her. Squeak. That's right. I don't know how we got to squeak. I think you may have come up with that on your own, or you had it. Anyway, squeak right here. Beautiful squeak is going to just kind of be right right here. That'll be great. That'll be great. So um, if you could get with one of those. Those five people, and what I want us to pray is just what I said, that we would take whatever happened here today, whatever happened on our trip, whatever maybe happened for you on another mission trip 20 years ago that you've left behind, that God would reignite a fire in us so that we are carrying with us what happened there or here into our lives so that just like Philip, we can be influencers for Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit wherever we find ourselves this week and beyond. Sound good? Okay, and one last thing. Would you pray for Pastor Larry and their church?
Okay? They really need our prayers. So nothing's going badly, but, but they just need our prayers. They're launching a church. They need us to get behind them and intercede for them. So pray for Pastor Larry and pray for us. Okay, try to evenly spread out between these five. One, two, three, four, five, and let's pray. I'll call us all back together in a few minutes, and then we'll close out.